back, everybody, to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and Lexi's with me this week as well. Hey, guys. This week, it is, uh, if you're here in the Southeast Michigan area, uh, what we commonly refer to as Snowpocalypse. Uh, it's like an annual event here. It's not a scheduled annual event, but it just seems like uh, every year we got one of these uh, <laughs> massively predicted snowstorms that uh, forces the common folk out to the stores to buy all the eggs and milk and bread they can uh, because everything's going to be shut down <clears throat> and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, today, most of uh, a lot of businesses uh, closed up or closed up early. Uh, most area schools canceled. People were sent home from work early. I know you got sent home from work early today, right? Yep. I was home by like 3.30. It yeah. was uh, not that bad, you know, for... Uh, yeah, it really was mostly just some rain. Yesterday, it was like in the 40s, mid-40s. I think tomorrow, maybe maybe well, worse. We'll see what happens. But. We'll see. Um, so we're going to spend some time talking today just about winter, winter preparedness uh, some common concepts, some common ideas that are going to help you guys out around the house, uh, in the car, uh, just because it seems like every year we unfortunately hear these ridiculous stories from, uh, <clears throat> all over the place, really, I was gonna say out of state, but it's really all over the place when they get hit with winter weather, uh, you hear about loss of life, you hear about just tragic, tragic circumstances. So, uh, we're just we're going we're to talk about that. We're going to talk about winter weather. We're going to talk about, you know, what you should have on hand what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. There's a lot to it. Uh, we've both been living in the Midwest our entire lives, so we've got a lot of experience with uh, shitty winter weather. We'll get into it, and we'll, we'll share some of our knowledge and experiences. But as always, before we start, I have to say thank you to our sponsors, our partners here at The Prepared Mindset. First, slimfitholsters.com. Guys, you're looking for a holster, looking for a wallet, looking for a dump tray, head over to slimfitholsters.com. They've got what you need, whatever pistol, whatever light, uh, whatever color, whatever it is, they can take care of you. James and his team do an absolutely outstanding job, and they were cool enough to give us the discount code PREPARED10. It's going to save you all 10% on your order and free shipping. Looking for something outside the waistband? Their Victorious is their newest holster offering. It's a great, great option to keep that holster tight to your belt, help you conceal while still maintaining a high level of comfort. Maybe you're looking for something in the appendix rig area. I run the Gladius. Keeps the mag and the gun up front, <clears throat> nice and comfortable where I like it. Outstanding setup. Ran mine at the Concealed Carry Tactics course a couple weeks back. Had a great, great time with it. No malfunctions whatsoever. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, if you don't like the appendix rig uh, per se, you want something up front that's just the holster, their Guard Ultra is a tremendous offering, both that and the Gladius work with their rubber concealment wedges that are screw on, not glue on, which to my knowledge is the only one in the industry that does that. It's a really, really cool concept, really comfortable holsters. Again, Prepared 10 is going to save you guys 10% and hook you up with free shipping. Head over to slimfitholsters.com for more information. Also, mymedic.com. Guys, right now in the winter, there's so many things that go wrong. You hear about people falling through the ice. You hear about issues with people out hunting muzzleloader. You feel awful hearing about a lot of this stuff because it's so preventable things like frostbite just basics i mean how you could be out shoveling snow and you know have an icicle fall <clears throat> hits you in the head and you're <laughs> effed right yep make sure you have a first aid kit around head over to my medic use our code mindset 20 save 20 percent get what you need to be prepared for the winter weather 
Maybe it's one of their MyFact kits. Maybe it's a solo medic. Hey, maybe maybe you're taking time during the winter to stock up for range season when the weather finally breaks again. Go pick up one of their range medics. They've always got sales going on. They've always got good opportunities for you guys to get some quality gear, save some money, and unlock some educational content with every purchase. Again, mymedic.com. Use our code MINDSET20. Save yourself 20% off. And you can also head over to our Facebook page, the Prepared Mindset Podcast on Facebook. In our offer section, we are actually an affiliate partner with MyMedic. You can use our link, you can still use our code, but your purchase kicks a little piece back to what we're doing here. So that's our offer section on Facebook. Again, our code MINDSET20 for MyMedic.com. All your guys' medical needs, be prepared the next time tragedy strikes. Lastly, our newest partner, Dry fire mag. Guys, if you're looking to save money on ammo, and let's face it, we're all fucking looking to save some money on ammo. <laughs> the dry fire mag is an awesome tool. They make it for a handful of models now. They just released a new model at SHOT Show that's going to work with a laser cartridge so you can turn your gun into a cert gun. I mean, I got one, <clears throat> what was it, a month after lockdown? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, and I used the shit out of that thing during lockdown. I did a ton of dry fire practice. It was the best money I have spent. With ammo prices, we were, we were just at the store this uh, this past weekend. Thirty dollars for a box of fifty Winchester nine millimeter. Thirty dollars. Think about that. That's a hundred and fifty rounds for about ninety bucks. About the cost of a dry fire mag, and you're gonna get through that in about twenty minutes of dry fire. Guys, get the benefit of practicing at home at convenience. However, you want to work on it. Pick up a dry fire mag. They have they have spring kits. You can swap out. You can get it to match up your stock or upgraded trigger, whatever you guys got going on. Head over to our Facebook page. Again, the Prepared Mindset Podcast on Facebook. You can access our affiliate link, make your purchase, and help support what we do here at the Prepared Mindset. No discount code, but these tools are awesome, and they're an absolute steal. Go get you one today. You won't regret it. Okay. Getting into it. <clears throat> um yeah, snow apocalypse. It's uh, cold. It's wet. There's snow everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, and it's weird, right? Because we, like I said, we were in like the mid 40s yesterday, so everything melted. Over everything melted. All... Our poor yard looks like a swamp. Yeah, everything <laughs> melted throughout the course of yesterday. The dogs were out there; they were rolling in the mud. And then it seems like overnight we had like a 20 degree drop, and then started off earlier today as rain, which turned to like a wintry mix. Turned to sleet turned to snow Mm -hmm. and it's kind of been a snow winter mix ever since i know it's supposed to get uh decently cold tonight so Mm -hmm. i think it'll fully transition into snow um and those so and those are those are two separate concerns right the the slow the snow and the slush and the ice for a lot of people the biggest concern is you know driving to work or back home to work. I mean, we're, we're coming out of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of places. I mean, your office, you never actually left for COVID. Nope. But a lot of places are back in person now. Sure. Uh, a lot of schools were still on session. You got to drive your kids to school. You got to get them. You know, you got to go to the office. You got to come back. You don't have to the store for food, right? Driving conditions are severely impacted by this. Um, and if they're not, or if that's not bad enough, uh, you get those people out there that want to drive 15, 20 miles, 25 miles, 30 miles under the speed limit. Uh, and, and you guys think that's an exaggeration. I've, I've been on I-696 here in Southeast Michigan and had people driving 35 miles an hour in a 65 because there is snow coming down. Pavement's just wet, but snow's coming down. Uh, people are so deathly afraid of black ice, which is 
I mean, it's a real concern. Yeah, uh, you know, exude proper caution, but you but also have to... But then you're impeding to... traffic and you're actually creating more issues and a greater danger by doing that. Yeah. So that's one consideration. Um, you know, make sure you guys are out there clearing your gutters. If you don't do it in fall cleanup, you get backup, you get build of ice dams, you get huge icicles around your house. And that's just basic stuff. I don't think that's anything out of the normal. Um, that's not like super high speed prepper stuff. That's just take care of your home. And you, we all know what it is, right? We all have that house on the block. You walk past and go, holy shit. How the, how the hell did you get an icicle? A waterfall of icicles. Three and a half feet long. (laughs) Or how is that gutter still even attached to your house? Yep. You know, and it's because your gutter gets backed up. The water builds up and freezes. And as more snow, more, more rain, more water, right? Mm -hmm. Comes down and accumulates. It, it creates a much larger, much more dangerous icicle. It's a lot heavier and cause severe damage to your home. Or if you have kids playing outside or you're outside shoveling, your animals, uh, you know, it can like, fall, hit yeah. you in the head. It can, I mean, impale you in some instances. It's not, you know, it's not a joke. And it's something that you, you know, take the opportunity, check your gutters when you can. If you get one of these, I think, what's the term? It's like Indian summers for lack. I mean, that's probably not the PC term. But not that's anymore. what I always... It's, a, it's the term for it, but yeah, they've probably changed it now. Yeah. I mean, if you get one of these days like yesterday where you, you get a break in the weather and stuff really is thawing and melting, take the 20 minutes, get the ladder out, check your downspouts, and just make sure that there's not huge obstructions there. In a lot of cases, we go through the fall, <clears throat> trees lose their leaves, they fall into the gutter, they they clog up with dirt something, and Yeah, shit. something backs up because you've got part of a bird's nest that fell in there or something. Yep. Like, yeah, pick your, you know, or a twig that was small enough to get into your, you know, downspout into your gutter, but then went horizontal. Mm-hmm. So that now it's stuck and is impeding yeah, proper flow. and it's backing everything up. So take the time, just make the home safer in general. Like I said, it could be for yourself, your neighbors. Somebody coming out to meet, uh, read the meter, right? Anybody. Right. Just take care of those things. Be consci- conscientious of those. Uh, other things to be aware of, truly, with the cold weather, you know, I mean, power lines, right? They talk yep. about ice building up in the power lines. Power lines can come down. Uh, if it needs to be said, it really shouldn't. But I feel like, again, it's one of those things you always hear about, right? If a power line comes down. Don't touch Don't it. go near it. <laughs> don't. I mean, and <clears throat> I mean, and try to be cognizant of 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 all that right uh i mean look out the window you know don't just let the dogs out blindly you know maybe check the window if it's a if you know you're having an ice storm put down power lines and you know down transformers and things they tend to make a shitload of light they spark they crackle um you'll know yeah there's usually some smoldering uh even in the snow because it's it's intensely hot and it's very very dangerous you don't last thing you want to do um is let your animal out and have a down power line, and the line's laying in a puddle of water, something that's going to conduct it without them even having to touch it, you know? I mean... Yeah. Everything's wet right now, so just like, you see one, don't leave your house. Mm -hmm. Call, get on the phone. We all have cell phones, so whether service goes in or out, you know, uh, it's about landlines and power and stuff, call your, you know... Here it's Consumers Energy or DTE, I mean, wherever. Your it's local DTE. power company. Yeah, call yeah. your local power company and let them know. Those are priority events. Those will take precedent over somebody that just loses power or loses cable. Those are the priority calls. Uh, typically, within an hour, you can have somebody there. But, um, I mean, realistically, what's going to happen? I mean, if they're not there in an hour, you just got to keep waiting. It's not something you can resolve yourself. 
Um, you just got to keep your distance. Uh, maybe let your neighbors know. Yeah. You know, if it's in a spot where they could have access to it or you know, have some kind of problem, just let them know. Um, and it happens, right? You know, ice storms, uh, unfortunately, with infrastructure issues being what they are with our government these days, it, it just is what it is. You know, um, maintaining some of that stuff, uh, power lines. And unfortunately, here in Michigan, we have this stu- this stupid, stupid history of running all of our power lines above ground instead of uh, below ground like a lot of other states. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, the other, another thing I want to talk about is, uh, and again, this isn't, none of this is like disaster prepping. I mean, you could consider a lot of this stuff to be a natural disaster, you know, outages where you lose power for multiple days, uh, you know, millions of people lose power due to a station going down or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about things you can do around the house, right? Uh, have firewood if you have a uh, fireplace. Yep. At no point during the winter should you be at a spot where you don't have firewood either go out and buy a box of duraflame logs which is what we do i know i get a lot of shit for that but i mean it works fuck off i don't want to deal with (laughs) with with starting uh kindling and 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 tinder and all that stuff to get a fire going in my own damn fireplace i just want to light the wrapper and walk away it's a convenience thing do i know how to start a fire yes do i want to do it each and every single fucking time no i don't will both of them provide warmth Yes, they will. Another uh, segue side tip for reuse and uh, to use as kindling, um, in case you didn't know and you didn't read your dryer manual, dryer lint is super flammable. Which Um, was why you see house fires that are started from the dryer, but yeah. So, pro tip for easy kindling. Go check the the lint trap. Go go check your dryer lint, but every time you check your dryer lint... Mm -hmm. Don't throw away your paper, or your um, toilet paper tubes. Shove that full of dryer lint and keep them. Well, I mean, alternatively, on a less grotesque note, because um, I think lint's kind of nasty, you can also take cotton balls and uh, cover them in Vaseline. Yep, easy, easy ways. And store those in like a pill bottle or something. Uh, they're called pet balls. You can use those at, to start a fire. Uh, pull apart like the, the wisps of the cottony... Uh, material for the cotton ball you can light those that'll those will go for a while that that petroleum jelly the vaseline over that'll burn for a good bit and help you get a fire going mm-hmm. um or just fire starters you know there's specific if you don't have duraflames there's specific fire starter logs you can get there's all kinds of goofy shit that you can do uh to help start a fire and again it's warmth uh if need be you can cook with so it potentially cooking you know um and i get it not every home not every home has uh, a fireplace you know, uh, some homes even still have uh, wood-burning stoves. Even better. You know, Ryan, who's been on here a ton, his his home, and uh, and Jake, who's been on as well, their homes both have wood-burning stoves. And honestly, in the winter, they just use those. They run them because firewood's really cheap and your energy bill really is not. <laughs> um, I remember a couple of years ago, Ryan calling me freaking out because uh, his furnace went out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, well, at least you got that, you know, that wood-burning stove, which was enough. It heated his whole house to... I think the coldest it got was 64 degrees, which, which is which not is cool, great, but, but it's it was you know you could run a space heater in the bedrooms and still be okay. Well, and you you layer <clears> up, <throat> you get blankets, like it's mm-hmm. feasible. Yeah, um, so blankets. That's another good point, right? Um, if you are a, a household, you live in an older home. I mean, honestly, in general, if you just live in a home where you, I, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Have blankets. You should own more than one. The blanket that you use on your bed. You really 100%. should. 
for a multitude of reasons. For one, you, I mean, something like this, right? Uh, if you lose power, your furnace goes out in the middle of winter, and that it happens. My family had our furnace die on us, and it was the control board or something. The panel or something went bad. It was on Christmas fucking Eve. I remember my dad paid had to pay an extra $180 to have the guy come out, and I think he tipped him like 70 bucks because it was Christmas Eve, and we our furnace went out. Had mm-hmm. to. Um, so it, it happens. That's I mean, you can think all you want that it's not going to happen, right? Uh, but have things in place to help preserve that. Uh, you can also hand warmers. You know, I mean, I keep mine in my vehicle. I think I have a couple in my uh, in my go bag that I just have stashed just in case. But have blankets in the house. Uh, in the event like you in have your to, car. In your car as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if in the event you have to spend your nice your night in the house or the car really with no heat. I'm really glad you had that blanket. And it's not because it provides warmth as much as it traps the body heat that you generate, which will then obviously keep you warm, Mm -hmm. which is why it's important in a car. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, you hear some of these stories, people will get stranded on the side of the road in, in these horrific blizzards or something, and they get snowed in there and they can't get out and they freeze to death in the car. Or, you know, people who are homeless and they live in a car and they freeze to death because they don't have a way to stay warm pack extra blankets extra know. blankets get a space blanket get the reflective ones where it's going to reflect your body heat back yeah. into you like are they comfortable no do they work yes well and even if you were to come across somebody who gets who, who slides off the road right and they stuck in a ditch and you're there to help if that's on a well-traveled road they could have been sitting there for a while waiting for somebody if they don't have a blanket or something they could be freezing their ass off get them get them you know, a blanket, get them get a blanket them warm. and then you know if they can't if they haven't called help or couldn't call help you can go get help you can call help for them you know depending on cell phone reception things like that i mean i i have stocked my vehicle i think pretty okay not as good as a lot of people i will at least say that uh i mean i keep an extra pair of gloves like thick heavy duty work gloves um, mechanics gloves they're not the most insulated but they'll they'll keep my hands warm and they'll also protect them if i need to go out and change a tire mm-hmm. if i need to do something with the vehicle it's a dual purpose right sure. there's that overlap there doesn't take a bunch of space i have them rolled up and stuffed inside a beanie i keep an extra hat in the car is it always going to be 30 20 10 degrees outside no but leave it there because if it's raining and it's cold or it's wintry or whatever it's good to have it well, and it's it's good to have an, an extra, so maybe you're wearing one, but mm-hmm. if you have to go out and you get wet, like, you don't want to just keep wearing wet clothing. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, just talking about the hat, right, the, where are the primary points that the human body loses heat the most? Your extremities. Yeah, and the head, top of your fingers, head. fingers, toes. And I'm bald, so I, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely losing heat <laughs> from the top of my head. Um, so having having a watch cap or a knit cap or something like that, something beyond just a baseball cap to help insulate that heat is going to help a lot. I also keep, and you can find these online, um, I got one as like a employee perk gift or something a couple of years ago, but it's a, uh, it's a blanket that zips up. On one side it's fleece, on the other side it's nylon, so you can use it as like a picnic blanket, but the fleece will also help keep you warm. I got that zipped up in the car, and inside of it, I stuffed a bunch of hand warmers. Yep. So I've got probably a pack of 20 hand warmers in there, plus the gloves, plus the hat. You know, is it a ton? No, but it's better than having nothing in the event that you're stuck on the side of the road. I also keep an extra jacket. Yep. You know, an extra soft cell jacket. Um, If you can, keep an extra pair of shoes. Again, if you're outside and it's wet. And socks for that matter. 
and you know, and it's wet. You want to change, well, keep an extra pair of shoes, an extra pair of socks. I know like, you don't. You you wear a different pair of shoes to work than what you wear at work every day. Yes, when I during the winter, I usually wear snow boots. Mm-hmm. Um, because most women's shoes are open top. Right. So I am not about to An walk extremely through low any cut, basically. I am not about to walk through any amount of snow or cold weather. Uh, but you see with, it. You with see it my every, feet I mean, a, and ankles exposed. Yeah, we had a friend a couple of years ago <clears throat> had to post on social media. You know, she got to work. It started pouring out, snowing out like crazy. She wore flats to work and literally put out an SOS message. Can someone bring me snow boots, you know, so I don't have to basically walk, you know, the 100 yards from the door out to my car in the snow, barefoot, basically. Yep. You know. Don't don't put yourself in that situation. You know, a, a try and plan accordingly. I understand that it's that it's it's never a, per- a perfect situation, right? Um, but try to plan accordingly. Have an extra pair of socks if you can. Have an extra pair of shoes. I get that this stuff does start to add up and take up space. So not all of it is going to be the most convenient. Well, um, and and some of it can be se- it's seasonal, right? Like I might you know the stuff I'm going to keep in my car in the winter. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it is going to be like, well, I would say like keeping an extra pair of clothes, like in general, yeah. full, full set of clothes is probably a good idea. What I'm going to keep in my car in the summer is going to be different from what I keep in the car in the winter. So if you can get yourself like a, a travel organizer or something, I have one that Velcros into the back of my trunk. You can fill that mm-hmm. and cycle it out, you know, so yeah, the stuff in the winter is going to take up more space. But it's going to be worth it if your car goes in a ditch and you need to, you know, hunger down for the night. If you need it. Yeah. I mean, and there's some things that are that are not seasonal, right? Like, we both have MyFax. We have from MyMedic. We have those strapped to the back of our yep. passenger seats for us to access. Um, and also flashlights. You know, I mean, you got to think if you end up sliding off the road into a tree, into a ditch, you can't get out for whatever reason, you're going to need to try and signal somebody down. Yep. You know, again, if you're if someone doesn't watch you go in, and even sometimes even people do watch you go into a ditch, they'll just Not keep enough. going. Yeah, they'll keep going. People are people are tremendous assholes in in today's day and age. So having a flashlight, a so you can see yourself, b so you can potentially signal somebody down for that if you need. Uh, but having a medical kit, <clears throat> that's huge. Uh, in the vehicle, obviously, keep one at home. You know, you, if something happens, you don't want to go like digging uh, through the the medicine closet or the the bathroom closet for us it's the bathroom closet right yeah. um the linen closet no oh, i know we have band-aids here somewhere oh i think we have neosporin <laughs> here somewhere what the hell happened you know keep that stuff on hand know where it is keep it accessible make sure you're not doing anything uh you know super dumb uh when you know that things are like this because like i said the roads are bad that means getting to a hospital is going to be that much more difficult yep or getting an ambulance to you is going to be that much more difficult it's going to take that much longer so i mean make smart choices always but uh, i mean i do i feel like you you hear some stupid ass stories people out doing donuts and you hit your buddy like literally he's standing outside filming you (laughs) and you're doing donuts in your your fucking subaru and you lose it and they aren't paying attention and you hit him or, or something ridiculous i mean you hear some crazy shit yep during during the winter um <clears throat> also not a bad thing to keep in the vehicle and around the house obviously food <laughs> yeah. you know um in the vehicle probably just gonna be something like a protein bar something not great but something you can keep in there if you need it something that's probably got a long shelf life for storage in the same token at home i honestly you know we were we went we went to meyer last night Ugh. we went shopping 
up. Honestly, I think we got off pretty okay. I think we waited in line for about 10 minutes. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, like, the lines were but longer than you saw no- some people with full carts, and what was the shit people were fucking buying? Ugh, nothing that they should have bought. No, I mean, I saw the one guy was buying, like, 10 2 liters of Mountain Dew. It's always the pop. Like, pop, like, no. No, pop dehydrates the shit out of you. And, and here's the thing. People don't realize, they think because it's cold out, you cannot have issues with dehydration. Oh, you end up being more dehydrated because you're cold. Exactly. Your body works that much harder. Like, go outside and shovel snow for an hour. And you guys take your jacket off, take your hat off, and you'll, you'll be drenched. Soaked. soaked through your layers. You're still exerting and energy, so yeah. you're still sweating. Yep, and you're it's... exerting energy. Your body's working that much harder to keep your temperature up in addition to your exertion. Uh, it's dangerous. So, yeah, I mean... You don't want to be drinking a ton of pop. I mean, you don't. You shouldn't be drinking pop in the first place, really. And I say that as somebody who does indulge, but not to the extent of ten fucking two liters of Mountain not Dew. For a, a, yeah, that that was the thing. Like everyone's buying. Like we're gonna be snowed in for three weeks. Like there's Honestly, the, there's the weather today and tomorrow, and it, then it, it should be fine. Reminded me of when people were shopping uh, when we were going into lockdown. Yep. You know, all the essential stuff you should be buying was still on the shelves canned goods vegetables rice things like that beans whatever the stuff you don't need like the twinkies and the doritos and the pop and the hot pockets and the you know whatever the pizza rolls that was all the shit that people were stacking their carts with it was flying off the shelves you couldn't get any of it not a dino nugget in sight (laughs) when we went shopping that day that they were announcing the mass lockdowns here which is fine because i wasn't looking for dino nuggets i was we were looking for essentials and most of which we could find yep so. Well, even the frozen stuff. I mean, people took all the bacon, but you look in the frozen well, food, like bacon. actual like chicken tenders and chicken breasts and stuff. That stuff was all still there. Yeah, the, it was the, all the, the shitty preservative loaded food that's got you know seasoning and sauce all over it that people took. Honestly, I I view it and I and I feel bad saying it because I I definitely understand the plight, but it's it's stuff that's easy to give your kids. I mean, and that, yeah, that's what all was. But be the be the adult in that situation and find ways to be to 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 give your your family nutritional value and maintain your family unit's uh health through these kinds of situations i mean it's not ideal losing power and having to cook your food uh with minimal uh utensils minimal resources it's Uh, it's not ideal so you don't get to give them the ideal meal where they just shut up and eat it you know you can also and now this is definitely more of an investment and i know it gets some flack um Mm -hmm. but gas stoves when the power goes out, your gas stove still works. Yep, Just the, your gas uh, line doesn't go down, and your gas line doesn't freeze like a water line can. So you can still get if you can light that pilot light. Yeah, your your initial the, the auto the auto light mm-hmm. doesn't work because that that is electric. Right. So get it very low and small, and take a long neck lighter. Yep. Get in there, light it, and you'll light be able to cook with that. I mean, there's a lot need, of stuff you can make stove top. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. And if your water line freezes or something, you don't have access to water, you should store some bottled water, which you can then turn and use to cook with, drink. You could use it to bathe with if you need to. And honestly, that's one. I think that's one of the most overlooked necessities you're talking about stocking your home is just bottled water. Yep. Buy it by the gallon, buy it by the bottle, buy it by the, the, the what I mean, whatever. Just have bottled water around the house in the event that you, I mean, and, 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 and you could take this completely out the winter context too. I mean, we had it uh, right after we moved into the house, right? We had mm-hmm. a water line burst around the yep. corner from our house. And then, oh, well, there you go. You got to boil water for the next two days because all the all that mud and shit and crap is getting into your, your water line, and that's what's coming through your faucets. Yep. 
you know. So yeah, you could go through the pain in the ass of boiling everything, and then not being able to drink any water for the next those those two days, or boiling it then having to refrigerate it and wait. Or if you just have some bottled water, you're already that that far ahead of the curve. But again, we're talking about dehydration is a real issue. You know, you don't need to be drinking pop and hot. I mean, again, everyone likes hot chocolate. Everyone likes coffee. And I think you should. I totally think you should drink coffee. Get some Black Rifle coffee. Like, be ready to go. Yep. Um, God knows that if we ever have to live through shit like this, caffeine's going to be something that, that we all want, right? But, you know, talking about essentials and right. being able to survive through this, you know, I mean, uh, to your point, having a gas stove is something that a lot of people overlook or they don't want to deal with it. They want the fancy Not the electric, electric or uh, the induction because it conduction doesn't get heating. hot. Like, yep. you got it? I it's, it's a huge prefer, convenience factor when it works. I personally prefer the way a gas stove cooks. I know everyone's got their preference, mm-hmm. but I do also like it for that emergency situation. Because I actually, it's probably uh, 15 years ago. I know Michigan didn't get hit, um, but there was supposed to be some huge ice storm yeah. that uh, Illinois got. And my whole, like a 50 mile radius was out of power for a week and a half. In the middle of the winter. In the middle of winter, in the middle of nowhere. In the Midwest. In the Midwest. (laughs) Yep. Um, Now, granted, most of us uh, had generators to some varying degree. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you you don't have much of anything. And you know what you can do without power? Light up your stove. And that night the power went out. It's like, great. We had sautéed chicken and rice and yeah and it's never and and that just goes to highlight you know and that i know that was you said you know 15 years ago or whatever but that stuff can happen where it's more than a day or a evening without power i mean look at the ice storm that hit texas last year yeah all the massive massive issues that came with that the the grid was just the system the grid whatever you want to call it was just massively overloaded uh and overstressed and it took them days, weeks to get power back to everybody. Um, unfortunately, our uh, wonderful president, uh, President Biden, used that as an opportunity to try and <clears throat> somehow jab it at the current sitting President Trump uh, as if it was, you know, or I think he tried to leverage it too. you know, counties that voted for that voted red weren't going to get power back. I, I remember there being some like absolute bullshit about that. And as shitty as that is, uh, obviously it it happened, um, and it's stuff like that that can happen in the real world because politicians are assholes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, you could definitely be multiple days or over a week sometimes without access to power. Uh, You know, help is not always on the way, you know, so you have to be prepared to take those steps to have uh, some of that food and stuff. I mean, uh, to have that there. And understand what you're going to do. Where can you go if you need to? I mean, mm-hmm. you got that was everyone's big concern, right? You have an infant. How are you going to take care of them with no heat? And it's 30 degrees outside. It's 20 yeah, degrees outside. Or colder even still, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to heat up their formula? How are you going to heat up their food? How are you going to keep them warm? Yep. You know, because those houses, the issue there was, none of those houses were really built for that kind of weather. Nope. Uh, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure stuff that was not, I mean, there's no salt for the roads, which made travel more dangerous and everything. So it's, I mean, it doesn't happen often right. in those kind of conditions, but it, that's not to say again that it, it won't. could never, you know, yeah. it could never happen. So these are the kinds of things that, again, we talk about planning for, preparing for, having, you know, uh, enough food on hand to last. I think the recommended um, allotment is three days worth of food. You know, uh, that can be stored dry. 
uh, and and won't perish if it's not kept completely frozen. You know, so for for all members of your house, don't forget your furry friends or yep, you know. Have, you know, do your best to, if you can't keep that much like dog food on hand, at least understand what you can additionally cook to feed your dogs. What they can have and what so they whether, can't have. If you have a ton of chicken or a ton of beef or pork, if you're able to cook unseasoned meat for them or poultry for them, uh, rice for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's a substitute. As well as, honestly, we were talking about medication and stuff like that earlier. There's certain meds. We, we did an episode on this way, way back where, I mean, there are some medicines that are human safe and pet safe, you know, pet safe. Um, that's your responsibility to to understand which one is which. Because every, every animal is different. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. a lot to do with weight and, gen, you know, general makeup of them. Yeah, what's so good it's... for cats is not always good for dogs, vice versa. Or, you know, if you're one of those people that has like a bird or some shit, I don't. I have, yeah, I have nothing for you. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I've sure never owned stuff. a bird. I have no desire to own a bird. I'm allergic to cats, but I do have two dogs. Um, and I, I, you know, we do have measures and we have pet specific, uh, medic kits for them. We yep. have, uh, you know, uh, uh, just because by, by virtue of having two dogs, we always have excess of food for at least one or the other. Cause One's on puppy food right now. The other one's on normal dog food. Yeah, so and while it might give them the pinch, runs, yeah. they can definitely eat each other's food. Yep. In a pinch, we can make that work. We also know the kinds of vegetables that we can give them because we do that on a regular basis. We know, you know, what we can feed them that could substitute for for food uh, or more specifically can substitute for dog food yep. in those instances. and. Hey, that's you know you can go out of the store and it's it's cheap. It's not the best stuff for them, but it's better than them going hungry. Is canned dog food? Mm-hmm. It stores well. Uh, the shelf life on that stuff is usually around a year, you know, or or longer. So uh, you don't have to have a ton of it. You know, usually one case or something would be enough. And I think it's like ten or twelve bucks. It's not super expensive. Again, not the best thing for them, but alternatively, I don't think it'll do that much damage if it's a short-term dietary solution, as well as it's obviously better than them just going hungry in general. You can also, if your dogs, because I started looking into this for our, our one who doesn't eat very well, mm-hmm. not for lack of trying on our part, and we certainly leave it down, and he, he's gotten better, um, but uh, mixing broth in with the food. So chicken broth. To entice them to eat more and stuff. Chicken, you know, chicken broth, beef broth that that is sold on the shelf, Right, like store room temperature until it's open. Room temperature until it's opened. Um, you can buy it in a can, so then you're obviously using a much smaller portion at a time. Yep. Um, it's good for hydration. It's good for nutrients, so that can help. Um, not even just for dogs. Like, is it going to be you know, if you were existing off a of broth, are you going to lose weight? Yeah, because there's not much to it, but you well, do. There's yeah. a lot of nutrients in it. It's good for hydration. Like. Yeah, it's not a good sustainment source, but it is a good like a, it's a short term solution, and it's it's fairly versatile. You can cook with it in some instances if you really needed to. Uh, again, the dogs, things like that. Well, uh, we just made uh, dinner tonight. Like when I cook quinoa, I cook oh, it yeah, in no, vegetable I, broth. So yeah, you I, can we easily... have to. I can't. I can't eat quinoa cooked in water. It's just it's so fucking bland. So and, you can yeah. easily cook your rice. You could cook. You can use it in place of something that like where you would normally put water. You know, is it perfect for everything? No. no. Would I make mac and cheese with it? Probably not. But, you know, to make a pasta mm-hmm. in it would be okay if you were, you know, pasta is great to have on hand. That keeps really well. Well, I mean, any just anything that can be stored dry for extended periods of time is really that, you know, and you want to try and balance out the nutrition value. So 
you know, maybe jerky, but just having dried salted meat is on its own not the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rice is good because it lasts a long time. Canned veggies, which I feel like less and less people buy canned vegetables because you're having these shortages of almost everything under the fucking sun. And there's always canned corn, canned green beans, canned peas, carrots. It's all still there on the shelves. I prefer fresh veggies too, but... I do, and that I don't really see a shortage with that here yet. What I'm saying is, people say there's a grocery like groceries shortage or yeah. empty shelves. It's like cereal and chips and, and cookies and, and yeah, graham crackers, the- whatever. It's it's the shit that you don't or pudding cups, you know, stuff you don't really need or juice. Mostly you know? empty nutrition that isn't that yeah. good for you. And, and I, like- and that that's yesterday. We went yesterday and looked at the juice aisle was basically bare. The pop aisle was almost empty. Yeah, like all the stuff, but like and juice. A lot of people think. I mean. Uh, fruit juices, vegetable juices, they they do have nutritional some value. of those nutritional value pieces there. They do have the vitamins and stuff. But you have to understand with a lot of those is the information that you get on that is not the same as what you're actually getting when you buy it bottled off the shelf. Because there's a lot of preservatives and a lot of sugar Tons and shit that's, that's in, in that juice. Um, it, it doesn't actually make it healthy for you. In a lot of cases, it's like minimally better than pop. Yep. You know, so A, check the label, but B, try and buy 100% juice when you can, if you must, or whatever. If you have like low blood sugar, that's that's something else you have to consider. Um, and that's all part of your personal planning with your medical plan, right? Yep. Having your medication, having more than just a day's worth of medication. Don't let yourself run out. If you, I mean, check the weather. Be a responsible adult. I feel like we all hear about this stuff, or at least someone in your house does. And our, in our case, it's you. I don't ever leave the house because I work from home. So, yep. you know, people ask, oh, did you see the weather report? I go, no, I don't leave the house. Why am I going to look at the weather? It doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me. It just, hey, if I wake up and there's snow everywhere, I go outside and shovel. If yeah. there's not, I don't, you know. Uh, but for you, commuting to the office and everything, that obviously impacts your day. So you keep me in the loop on that. And that's, again, it's just part of a plan. Uh, having this in place to understand how you're gonna you're gonna figure this stuff out. Yeah, the and the 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 car prep was like I know, I know we live in the suburbs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know yeah, we're surrounded by people. Like if I needed help, it really wouldn't be that far away. Like maybe not emergency help. You know, like getting my car towed. Mm-hmm. But like hey, my car breaks down, I can call you, and in 15 minutes, usually you, you know. Well, and that's another consideration too, really. And this is you, you start talking about this becoming a lifestyle. You start talking about long-term choices being made get away from driving cars you know i remember um six years ago or seven years ago it was our first we we had just started dating it was super bowl sunday (laughs) you stayed over uh and watched the game and my parents i was living at my parents house record-breaking snow year yeah that weekend awful um by the time uh, my Trevor, my, my twin brother and I had shoveled out our driveway, we turned around and looked back and the whole driveway was full again. I remember that your little tiny Chevy Cobalt got stuck twice, yep. leaving, uh, getting out of our driveway and then even getting out of our subdivision, you got stuck again. Um, and because the, the snow just never stopped. Nope. It just never uh. stopped. And you had such little clearance. And even in a front wheel drive vehicle, that was not enough to, to pull you through all of that. Um so make you know make those smart choices. Don't in the Midwest. Don't in Michigan. I mean, and you can whatever. Obviously, do whatever makes you happy, right? Drive whatever the hell you want. But Be I can tell you, for- tell you as some, I can tell you as someone who drove lowered Honda Civics and lowered Subarus for six or yeah six ish years, five six seven years uh, in my twenties. There's a reason why I got away from it and moved into an SUV. Yeah. And that was, I just, I got, you know, for years, 
I would, every winter, I would rip the bumper off of the front of one of the, the Civic that I was driving and have to reattach it because I would drive through a snowbank and it would get caught and it would get ripped off and he'd pop it back on. And the next day, the same thing. Or mm-hmm. you'd get stuck driving through down the middle of the street because everyone drove on one side or the other. And if you drove down the middle or even partially in the middle, all it took was, you know, one wheel getting stuck because you did or didn't have pause attraction. And then, you know... Oh, now I got my friends push me out. Now I got to get out and I got to try and dig it out by hand because, uh, you know, I mean, who carries a snow shovel in their trunk with them? And You, you should. Know, it's like, just, it, it's, it's a consideration, a you know, and it's, I mean, you could carry a shovel, but I mean, most people one, like, that do those, like, foldable. have, yeah, but most people have a truck and I don't know how many people keep a camping shovel in their car. Either way, it's still going to be really shitty and annoying. Um, also, kitty litter. Like, not used. Like, yeah, if you want to keep cat litter in your car, you can. I know some people with older vehicles do because they leak oil, but you can also put that down to get traction um, in the Um, snow. Your your floor mats will also help you. Yeah, you're going to trash your fucking floor mats, but I mean, worth the sacrifice to get out. Like, yeah, I mean, again, if you, if you have, if I mean, don't use, I would say it depends on the situation, obviously, but maybe not your $400 weather techs. But well, like, no. you know, your, your standard factory, the ones that came in the car, vehicle floor mats or something, those can't, it's anything to put that you can create traction off of between your tire and, and the ground. Cause that's the problem is snow and ice is the opposite of, of <laughs> friction and traction. But I, but I did like talk, like thinking about all this talk, I can started kind of talking about it, like make sure like, you know, I work with all women, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm sure I, you guys have and all I, and kinds I try of good to, stories. And I, I try to like pass the knowledge on like am i the most prepared person no but i grew up in the middle of nowhere where the next town the next civilization was 10 minutes away Mm -hmm. there's nothing between you and them just cornfields so i'm i'm used to this kind of stuff that isn't necessarily as necessary being in the suburbs but they all stare at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, do you have jumper cables? Do you have a blanket? Do you have shoes? Yeah. Do you have socks? Do you and a have- lot of it isn't even, the jumper cables isn't even, I mean, it could be to help you out, but it's also to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people don't carry a brush and scraper? Yeah. I mean, that's just dangerous. I mean, people, the, I mean, we see it every year. Everyone sees it. I know everyone sees it. People driving around, they got the, the mohawk right on their car, and they got tons of snow just blown off the back, and then it can come off in sheets. Mm-hmm. And in some instances, if that's snow and ice, that can break windshields. Yep. You can Here in Michigan, I know, and I, I'm sure probably other states too, but I know in Michigan, you can get ticketed for that because it's a hazard. You need to brush off your whole car. Yeah. And additionally, just... if you can't see out of your windshield because you won't scrape it because you don't have time or you don't have a scraper or you just don't want to for whatever reason... Again, I mean, obviously not being able to see, it's a, it's pretty self-fucking-explanatory. But again, <laughs> you see it every winter, the people that will scrape off one hole, like you want an eight-inch circle in front of uh, the driver's seat, and they'll try and drive through that. And you know what? Peripheral vision's a pretty big deal when it comes to driving, especially in conditions work. where people can't stop, right, when they want to. People slide, shit happens, it's impaired visibility because of weather. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a real problem. So... Yeah, get a scraper. Lock de-icer. Oh, yeah. Carry that shit with you. I want to look into, remind me when we're done with this. Um, Like many of you, um, your car, if you have a newer car, your uh, gas tank may have like a push cover. It doesn't just flip open. You have to Mm -hmm. like press it to get it to open. Um, The other day I tried to get gas and I had a hard time getting mine open because it was frozen. It froze shut. Yeah. 
So look into <laughs> something to Yeah, I mean, either keep like a, a pocket pry tool or I know guys, a lot of us now keep those little cre- uh, metal credit cards in our wallet that are their beer openers yeah. or whatever or bottle openers. If you can fit that in there, you can pop that sp- you can pop that thing open. That's all it takes so you can get gas in the car. Um, you know, also remote start make sure your remote start is checked out if it's an older vehicle if you don't have remote start um maybe look into it uh some other things that can be helpful with that i know this because uh you know a couple years ago i did drive a used vehicle with electrical problems and i went through three batteries in one winter um i had a, a plethora of electrical issues where i'm pretty sure the uh we had the, the whole harness had come out of that car and gone back in by the time my mechanic bill was done with it because um, it was grounding out somewhere that was just causing a, a constant drain. And we replaced the battery when we did that. And then the replacement battery had a bad cell in it. So the whole thing went bad on that. Um, so A, just, I mean, vehicle maintenance is important. That That's, that's first and foremost. Um, but B, if you have an exposed radiator at the front of your car that doesn't have a lot of blockage and you can't park up against a garage or another vehicle, put a piece of cardboard in front of your radiator, mm-hmm. zip tie it in place or something. Um, that's going to help a ton for that cold air, that wind, not to be blowing into your radiator all night long. If your radiator freezes, you're pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, that happened to Trevor, actually, when we were in college. He, had a, he had a Plymouth Laser. And that thing wound up sitting in the garage on jack stands for like 14 hours with two work lights, um, you know, uh, turned on directly underneath underneath the car to try and generate enough heat to thaw it out so it would start. And yep. it's a huge pain in the ass. Um, you know, and having those lights, that's another thing. Keep those around the house. Work lights are great for uh, if you have a frozen pipe. And if you can get a light next to it and just run it for a couple hours, mm-hmm. that in itself, because those pipes, those they conduct the temp, they're they're sensitive to the temperature. Yes. Right. Which is why they freeze. Mm-hmm. Which is also why they will melt easier. That copper will conduct that heat, but you got to be able to get that lamp, that that heat source up next to it and run it for a while. Right. Um, you know, so have a lamp. Uh, I mean, or just avoid the whole thing and properly insulate your pipes. It's a pain in the ass. I understand. God knows I didn't the first two years we were here we had issues with it. Yep. Um and sometimes it can't be avoided. Sometimes you can only do so much, but spray foam insulation will do wonders. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly, a lot of times your your energy company will come in and they'll do an evaluation and check all your pipes and they will put insulation around pipes at sensitive points for you for free. They usually at, at one point in the year, maybe maybe twice. Mm-hmm. They'll offer complimentary yeah, home I mean, inspections. We and, and they did all that. They put some uh, the insulation up. They changed out some shower heads and some faucet aerators and stuff that were more water efficient. Mm-hmm. And then like two months later, we got a, a, a Nest a thermostat yep. for free. Yep. So sometimes sometimes they run promotions. Yeah, you can get the free. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, and while it doesn't directly tie into the cold weather stuff, you guys should definitely reach out to your, your local energy companies and just inquire about programs like that. A lot of the times they will come in and they'll do uh, you know, evaluations and surveys. They'll give you a bunch of free shit uh, and they'll tell you where you need to improve to help keep your, your home either more warm or more cool. Um, I know they came into ours and go, hey, you, you're pretty low on your insulation in your attic. You should have know, like three inches or something. And uh, you're way at, like, more than that. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Given where we live. Number. And we were we were very low on ours. You know, it's something we have to address. And mm-hmm. that's going to help 
maintain heat in the home again which ends up being beneficial for your wallet but then in the event that you lose power your furnace goes out or something it just helps you retain it yeah and just all around ends up being a good investment yeah so i mean and and none of this is i think extra world changing stuff you know uh it doesn't require any crazy special skills it doesn't require any kind of uh, mastery of mechanical knowledge or uh or prepping and survival skills i think everything we just talked about is your everyday person can do it fairly easily. It's just, it's not even a ton of money. There's small investments in your day-to-day life. Um, you know, 20 bucks here, 10 bucks there, set this stuff aside. And more often than not, just making sure you have it where mm-hmm. you need it. Um, which speaking of which, make sure you guys have your gas cans filled because fun story. Uh, we had our lawn, uh, not lawnmower. <laughs> we had, we had gifted a snowblower last year yep. by our neighbor. <clears throat> and, uh, I like a dumbass. Put off filling the gas tank. Oh, I'll do it next week for sure. No problem. Because well, it's because it, it's a special blend. It's not like just your well, lawnmower. It's just, it takes it's, just a, gas. it's a gas oil mix. Yeah. So there's just, it, it's, yeah. It's more than just getting gas. So we're so, like, oh yeah, we have to go do that. But it's not that big of a deal. You go to the 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 auto store. You get the gas can. Go to the gas station. You buy you buy your gas. You add your oil to it. It's two stroke. You know, mix whatever. Not not the, not a huge deal. But anyway, anyway, long story short, I didn't do it, and I wound up shoveling out the entire driveway the day that we got, like, 18 inches of snow. Yep. And it was effing miserable. I think I jacked up my rotator cuff and stuff, and that took a couple months to go back to normal, and it, it, it was awful. It took me, like, an hour and a half to shovel our driveway, and it, our, our driveway and sidewalk and everything is usually about a 20-minute job. We don't have, we don't have large yeah. areas of, of uh, any of those. And that those. was literally, that was the driveway. It was an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Luckily, both neighbors were kind enough that they he, you know they came down with the snowblowers and uh, did the sidewalks. So yeah. I didn't have to do the damn sidewalk. Um, but yeah, an hour and a half for two hours on a 20-minute job, that's pretty, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and again, easily avoided if you just make sure you have the damn gas, t- the, the gas can filled, <laughs> you know. Um, so... Like I said, none of this is extra, you know, high-speed stuff. Just basic, basic things that uh, let our life experiences be, uh, you know, an asset for you. Don't don't live through the stupid shit that, that I've done to myself by, you know, like I said, driving stupid lowered cars, being too lazy to fill the gas can, uh, not carrying a snow scraper with me. And, and you know. keep I'll, – I'll stress this because I have had friends – have this happen i know i know we talked about your car getting stranded mm-hmm. make sure you have the stuff in there and for the love of god don't get out of your car yeah if you have to hunker hit. down i i have yeah. had friends they posted photos like guys hands were frostbit like swollen like got out of his car to walk because his car got like stuck cold like s- s- it's horrible cold weather like yeah. just don't I mean, it, you think like, yeah, I'm gonna go get help. No, stay in stay your in car, car, bunker down, wait for wait for the morning, and, and like, make sure you're aware of what the signs of frostbite are. Yes, uh, we have a friend who's a state trooper um, who got frostbite in his, in his like first year on the job or second, yeah, first winter on the job. And at the, it's his wife now, and and she's great. This isn't this isn't a dig. It's just a really funny story. Um, she actually because his ears got frostbitten and he didn't know what was going on. She had him put ice packs on his ears, oh. and it just made it worse. Um, so, so understand the uh, the symptoms and the signs of frostbite, uh, and know how to react to those accordingly. But again, just have wear proper out, outdoor attire. Um, some I get I get it. Some professions you can only do so much. 
Um, if you're in snow removal, if you're a, a first responder, there's you know not a whole lot you can do when it's fucking cold out. It's it's fucking cold out. Yep. Um, but again, that's where the education piece comes in. And again, not super high speed cool guy stuff. This is basic like WebMD first aid kit knowledge that can save you quite a bit of discomfort and possibly a hospital bill. Yep. Um, just depending on the situation. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys uh, learned something from this. If nothing else, I hope that it sparked you listening to it to go, oh, shit, I need to take care of that. Because uh, I don't want to hear about any friends or family or, or, or close uh, relatives or anything of mine having to live through these ordeals. I don't want to hear about anybody having to live through it, honestly. Uh, you know, or get any friends calling me, hey, uh, my furnace went out. Can you help me? Can you come assist with something? You know what I mean? Like, that's that that's shitty. And yeah. no one, no one needs to go through it. So do what you can. Be prepared. Stock up on what you you need to do. Um, and just just put a little time, a little energy it goes a long, long way. Uh, and you'll be a much you'll be much better off for it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So that uh, that's what we got for you guys. Um, uh, hopefully everyone's staying safe out there with the winter weather uh, in full effect. I always feel like the last two weeks of January. February and then the first two weeks of March are really when we get hit the hardest here in the Midwest. Uh, so we're we're almost halfway. We're almost halfway through it. We'll see how things go. Uh, you know, Lord willing, nothing nothing too tragic. But that's all for us. All right, we got we got some more great stuff coming for you guys next week. Uh, some more interviews lined up. A couple uh, exciting announcements in the next few weeks here as well that we're really really uh, happy to get to. Uh, so until next time, everybody, get out there, work hard, train smarter, and as always, be prepared. Be prepared.